Welcome to The Danger Room, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast focused on helping you to prepare for the opponents you are yet to face. We discuss strategy, tips, tricks, and things you should be considering to level up your gameplay. You can continue the conversation with us on our free Discord, and if you've been enjoying our podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon if you're in a position to do so. Links will be in the show notes. This is a competitive-focused podcast, so bear in mind that our opinions are focused through that lens. Regular members include Jacob, Sploosh, Mike, and Chewy. Hello and welcome to the first of our Season 7 Top 4 interviews. And with me today I have Liam W. Hey Liam, how are you doing? Not too bad, Jacob, yourself? Yeah, very well. Um, you're not someone we've had on before, so do you want to take a little bit of time just to explain who you are and a bit about yourself and your background in gaming? Yeah, uh, I'm, I played up in Scotland. Uh, I've been doing miniature games since about age of 14. Started off in 40k, moved off to Fantasy 8th edition, played in quite a few competitive events of that, then left the game at the end times, moved on to X-Wing, the first wave, did okay in that, played in the regionals a couple of times for that. Then uh, a friend got me back in Age of Sigmar, and then that's since then that's been me until this last while, during lockdown where it was a lot harder to play, uh, like Age of Sigmar and things like that. Uh, I've been the Six Nations captain, for Scotland for that. I've played in the Six Nations team a few times as well. Uh, just quite a few times. And Age of Sigmar, like I said, was keeping me busy until lockdown. Then TTS, I found this, was able to be played like this. And as I'm, again, to the people that do it, absolute amazing effort and work's been done to allow us to play at home and play with people all over the world, which is such a amazing thing to do. It opens up so much. Uh, ways to play at the end of the day isn't it it's mm, yeah for sure um so let's turn our attention to your roster now in your mind is this first a brotherhood roster or first a thanos roster the list that's more to cuts now i want to play thanos as much as possible i feel but before obviously the the list that got me to here was the play the plan to play Magneto, Jugs and Hulk. Which Okay, let's let's dig enjoyable. into that. Let's dig into that first then. So tell me about Magneto, Jugs and Hulk. What's the game plan? The the game plan was so you go with those at seventeen. None of my missions I play are lower than seventeen. So then until obviously now that I added uh Munich streamers for fine uh uh cuts. But Percentage. before that I couldn't play lower than seventeen if I got to choose uh, uh-huh. So then I would play Gamma Launch on my list. If I was free wide, they're five wide. They've got Pryo. They're moving a character. I pass. They do something else. I then Gamma Launch Juggernaut to mid-table. Juggernaut would move. He would bump something. He would punch someone. So he's got his two, two maybe three power if he's lucky. That person that I've targeted either is holding alien ship, scrolls, a hammer, things like that, that are sitting on a secure as well. You then asteroid M and Magneto, you daze that person. You can maybe, if you're lucky, in range of throwing something into someone else, you daze that person. You get priority. And often or not, you can remove one of them. If you're lucky, you can get both of them. Uh, because again, you have access to like things like do you know who I am and things like that at that point, where you've got then that probably that free power when you come back to uh, turn two, you'd be able to pretty much put yourself on even foot. But because you're so tall, and people really sh- people get tunnel visioned when you're playing those three big guys because they all have as much as Magneto only has fourteen health. It's it's closer to like twenty five, I think, when you put magnetic <laughs> um, refraction and he's got six defense dice. Like, if you just roll averages, you're blocking three at best of times, because you're blocking two, and then you're making one of those dice cover. And that's blocking three, which most five dice attacks, unless they spike, aren't doing more than that. And you can normally just out-attrition people, and or you can go up 
at that point quite often if you're lucky you can also take out someone's leader like three point leaders are very easy to kill at that level mm. because none of them other than miles can yeah, really protect themselves but yeah. i've even done it to miles where you can only block so much like if you're rolling a six dice attack into him and he's rolling three fair enough he gets re-rolls but if you're six dice maybe getting five damage out of that three he's maybe blocking two if he's lucky three he's still going to start chittering away damage and if he's picked up something in turn one he's not going to be able to brace unless he's already rd'd then you just throw a size mm. four or five into him you get some throw damage into him yeah and then just beat face isn't it it's put people's teeth to curves and uh that sort of style like I guess there's um, what do you do with Hulk? So you've got I, I I get the idea of committing Juggernaut and Magneto to like a VP dense area. Maybe they've mm -hmm. got like brought two extracts together near a secure, and you just go great. That's my target. Boom. What's Hulk's role after having lobbed Magneto? So he normally logs he normally lobs uh, Juggernaut, but if he's sorry, yeah, he's uh, it might, like obviously my secures were are uh, like demons intrusions. And before it was Terrigens, but now it's obviously Riots. But those are all mid-table sort of thing. So he can normally then, either he'll walk in a direction turn one. Obviously, he's got no power to pick anything up. But if he's getting, pardon me, uh, a throw from, a destruction of scenery from uh, Juggernaut's movement turn one, and he gets something from Mags throwing something, he's at two. He's then at five power turn two. He then can bump, move, throw something comfortably, and then also punch someone. Uh, or if he's going later in that round, he's then sitting with four power. He can maybe start controlling people with the stagger and the push, if you get the wild, I suppose. But he normally... You often see people end up... The the, the games that were happening prior, uh, in this, the season, folk would target him a lot. But if he's able to stay in that... Again, if he's able to stay in that Astrid M bubble, which is free on a medium basis is big everyone knows how good Bill rivals is it is the exact same sort of thing he's then even more protected and you can kind of either use him to like control someone else's damage piece often he was there in case someone else takes hulk that allows me normally to get like two hits into hulk because i get a double tap with mags at the end of a turn and then double tap again if i want at the start of the turn Normally, they want to try and get rid of Magneto at that point, as in, like, either throw him away or things. You're able yeah. to then move and punt, get in Hulk. You then uh, do your spender to them, hopefully get the stagger. So if they're not dead, they're going to be, like, maybe on five five to eight health if they've got... Again, Martyrs, what tactics cards people are playing, but they're going to be at that low end, and they're then staggered next turn. So they're only going to get one punch back into you if they go to turn three. Hmm. So you, you've mentioned Magnetic Refraction a couple of times. I have to say, when I was playing Brotherhood, it was always the 11th card that ended up getting cut. Uh, I think I need to revisit that opinion. Can you, can you let me know your, your experience of it? I think it's their best affiliated card. Okay, why I, do you think? I just think if you're playing Attrition, you have to out-survive your opponent. So having a good defense is a better offense. Isn't that always the way they say? Like, if you're like it says before, when you're Not rolling around, they say, but carry yeah, on. But I'll go with that. Well, go, that's my motto now. <laughs> that's uh, what we in Scotland, is it? Okay. Yeah, that's what our motto in Scotland. Good offense is a good defense. Yeah, sure. but you're yeah. Uh, sort of being able to be that well protected. It's I think it's a lot better as well because mm. as it's now proven on Rocket, Rocket's the perfect example. He is hard to kill. But a lot of people, obviously, he normally has a bodyguard of Groot, but he can't be obviously throwing scenery into him. Doesn't work anymore. But he's free health on free dice. If he spikes that and rolls like two crits, yeah, free dice, yeah. Uh, he's then he's exploding up and he's blocking maybe three four just because he's got cover, which normal attacks, normal five dice attacks, aren't then killing him in one hit, which then. Yeah. Means they're it's moving annoying. to get into him. 
Yeah, Rocket is incredibly annoying because you think it should be right. Well, I'm just going to put one decent attack into him, and he should fall over, and yeah. he doesn't. And it's, yeah. it's frustrating. Like you say, you you do like you see often even folk do like a spender eight dice yeah. spender into him and don't kill him because they only rolled three dice and then he's blocked two and he's like, yeah, mm. I don't care. Wait, yeah, Magnetic refraction one. also, and this has come up pretty much in every game, is that people think it's the same way to, uh, terrain cover is and then you're like well no mm. it's it's just pure cover which i think is maybe some people's early understandings that it's not good because they think it's just oh well, well you, when you're within two it doesn't matter well uh, when i was playing brotherhood not the way you're playing them we'll dig mm-hmm. into that in a bit more detail in a minute but uh i found that sometimes because i was going wide-ish you know maybe four maybe five models wide oh, and i was yeah, exactly <laughs> that's kind of where, where i'm driving at um, you would go, okay, and then I daze your models and you get priority and now there's not a good time window for me to put magnetic refraction up because it's so much better, just like vibranium shielding, it's so much better if you've got it with priority and, and disarm in a similar way. If you've got yeah. priority and this card that then makes your opponent worse, but the window to put it up requires you to be the active player, you want to play that card when you are the active, when, when, when you're the first activation in the round. Yeah. And your setup of having a low model count and yet still focusing on attrition, it means you're still going to get that. Unless you come up against something that's doing the same thing against you. We'll maybe, maybe talk about that in a minute. Um, but it, it seems like you've solved the issue I was having with magnetic refraction by going only three models wide. I think also magnetic refraction is now a much better card since Juggernaut is there. Or Rogue. Mm. Rogue can do the same. I don't even have Rogue in my list. I dropped her yeah. when I moved to Cuts because I didn't play her the entire season. But he's another person example who's on four physical dice. He blocks maybe one. He's getting cover and he's reducing. That's free damage all of a sudden. And that's yeah. a lot of attack dice that's just getting ignored at that point. I mean, like a, a five dice attack, you'll, yeah. three is kind of slightly above average. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I can see the strength there, and I really like what you're doing with it. Um, do you want to pivot now and talk about the Thanos quotient? Yeah. Uh, this was a move. I think. Uh, I think uh, Utility Cookie or Dave. I think as he went for a more adding Thanos. He did a Thanos list, and as I says, I've said previously, this list, this sort of list that I'm playing right now, it uh, before Thanos was. It was talked about in like a couple of WhatsApp chats, and it is—it's a bit of me. I like playing big. You—you want to play with the big toys, and you want to kill stuff. That's kind of what I like about MCP. You get to throw stuff mm-hmm. around. There's some cool action scenes. You also can play it quite controlive, and that's where Thanos came in as well. Uh, I've played a couple of versions of Thanos. Uh, I was originally playing your version. I tried Power in Mind. Because yep. I was like, I want him to be as a control piece as much as possible. Because back then I was like, oh, well, the way the missions are going to go for me, I want it to be even more controlling. Have the ability to mind uh, Death's Decree and Cosmic in a turn without having to rely on destroying a piece of scenery was kind of my thing. But then I played against uh, Blake's Thanos. <laughs> and... Yep. As you saw in that game, if you watched it or other people have watched it, that was tough for me. That just the resistance that the reality gem on Thanos caused was just pretty much on. Well, I didn't flip him uh, anyway, but I had no real chance of after my first couple of uh, my first two turns of not doing enough damage into him. There was pretty much no point at that point. Even with the Wakanda reroll as well, makes him even more aggressive defensive. I was mm-hmm. then under the, there was like well think about if instead of you can reroll a dice, what about if you just make a an auto block like out of your dice, which is then refraction? I was like, I think Thanos at that point is one of the hardest models to remove. Because like as I don't know if you saw the game that I played against uh Rich this week, for example, yeah. uh, where again my Thanos just out survived so much damage. Yeah. Just due to Again, I don't even think a lot of my dice for the defensives early on were hot for him. He just rolled like a hit, a wild, or a shield, and a crit, or a skull, or a crit, one or the other. 
and then it became fault free then reduced by one which was four again you were talking five dice average for blocking four damage against most normal attacks is very good yep and then you're not taking damage averagely uh, I also like the idea of him being around the reality just makes him fighty uh, and the space stone allows you to play Magneto where you don't have to ice try the M turn one if you don't need yeah. it you can normally just uh, someone goes mid table you can cosmic portal them if definitely if they're in a big base you can cosmic portal them far, far enough forward where if you've space gem Magneto up he's in range free of them you can pull them in for the range two, and you can def decree on the second one, so they're eight dice rerolling. Normally, that gets mm. rid of something. I've had it quite often where I've one shotted lizards, which I think is the one of the toughest freeze to be killed for sure. And yeah, it just—it's a dicey list. I do think it's a dicey list. I, I definitely understand that. I <laughs> I win by having either good dice or above average dice. But if your opponent is not got the tools to kill Thanos, Magneto, who's again, as we know, is very survival, and mm. Juggernaut at nineteen, they normally struggle to keep up. Just with even not even just attrition game, but like you say, I can kill twos or f- most threes that don't do damage reduction quite comfortably, as long as they're not bracing or field dressing and things like that. You can normally wipe out two of them a turn. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting hearing you talk there because I was thinking about this uh, in preparation for this interview. And do you think that reality is better, particularly with access to magnetic refraction? And maybe I'll explain that in a second. Uh, but do you think reality is better as a defensive tech than it is as an offensive tech on Thanos? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I played. I've played it obviously in the Soup Sandwich League games as well. I was playing. Yeah. I played the first uh, iteration, my normal list for the uh, season into that. And I played against uh, Chuck, who's a great guy. I played against his brotherhood and uh, Black Order, sorry. And we played it uh, 20. And like you say, Black Order 20 was the normal free plus voodoo intelligence against my Hulk, Juggernaut, Mystique and Magneto. Magneto did four attacks and threw a size four into Corvus, and I only did four damage. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's when, like you say, I have bad dice days. Normally, luckily enough, they're not on the days that it matters, but those can happen. And I thought then taking us taking a crack back from that is taking a crack back from a reality Corvus is very good. Yeah, on his behalf. Yeah, but I think the control defensively that Thanos gets, like I say, you should be blocking free, new free damage because you're blocking. You're rolling a dice and rolling either a crit, wild shield, or a skull that is blocking. You're rolling hopefully not another skull, which will be a block as a cover, and you reduce one. That's a lot of. Well, the thing I want to just touch on quickly a slight, yeah. slight rules tangent here. If you've got reality gem on Thanos, you can actually, if you do roll two skulls and you've got magnetic refraction up, you can say you're allowed to switch the skull you point to as turning it into a crit. So you can point at your first skull and say, that's a crit. I'm going to turn that skull into a block using my magnetic refraction cover. Now I'm going to switch my reality gem over to the second skull. And so now I've actually, I've rolled two skulls, but I've not only have I exploded one of them, but I've also blocked two off those two skulls, which is kind of the, the little synergy that you've got going on there with my fraction. That is I, know, I, know. I did not know that one. Didn't that you? Is, no. no it's, it's even better than you thought it was. Oh, it's even more disgusting than what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I wanted to touch just a little bit, because you've got an option to run a kind of a Mystique build, but it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a fully fleshed out Mystique build. Do you ever have any thoughts that maybe that's the right call on certain matchups, or is it just a combination of characters you happen to have? I, I've played, I've had a couple of games with Mystique. Uh, not again, like you say, the the models I have doesn't let me go wide as such. I can go kind of like five at 15, uh, seventeen, hmm. uh, but at low threats, I was play again. I won two of my games in the season 
against a Brotherhood Mirror, and we played at 14, and we played the exact same models. Just that <laughs> because I was pushing for attrition, I just outdid it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. a lot of folk can use, like you say, the, just the way they play is maybe not as aggressive, but when you put your eggs in the basket sort of thing to go for it, I then, because I played 14 twice uh, at that against uh, another Brotherhood list, and that's normally what I chose to do was just push it home and go completely more aggressive than they will, uh, which normally works. Uh, same idea, like you say, play the Asteroid M at the right time. Again, in all those matchups, I had Refraction, they didn't, and quite often I think that's what wins that matchup. I think in the mirror, Refraction on Magneto against another Magneto list, you win just due to having exactly. Refraction because you can take punches a lot harder than they can for a lot longer. Mm, yeah. I wanted to talk about your extracts as well. Mm. So you said previously you've brought uh, Mutant Extremist Target US Senators in for cuts. What mm. made you bring that in? They're single extractions, aren't they? It's, they're slow. Uh, taking them in reality Thanos as well means that I can play shipping scrolls very comfortably more than what a lot of lists can. Because even like you say, if you're against, if you're against the, the mind... Uh, space Thanos quite often which is the build I still have more of a chance of getting that crit to pick it up on my Thanos and then moving back and then my Thanos can like you say because it's more defensive can take a hit longer than what their one can as when I played Rich his Thanos came into range of my Magnet well into range of an Astro M and just take take them off I, yeah. I probably did roll quite well but I think then on the second turn, when he was dazed on his injured side, he rolled a bit better, which kept him alive. Uh, but I think, yeah, just they're... Again, I know a lot of folk don't like the single extracts. They think they're boring, but that well, means I that I can, play, I can play that. I then don't have to worry about playing wide. I don't have to worry about four people at the other side of the table carrying four objectives that I have to go catch because they're getting points. Mm -hmm. If someone picks up the alien ship turn one, which I love, I know where Juggernaut's going to go. He's going to move up to them. He's going to bump into them if he can. And he's going to punch them. If he kills them, good. If he doesn't, Magneto's going to come down and just kill them. There's yep. not much surviving. Two attacks from Magneto and maybe two free buildings getting thrown into you, if you're lucky. Agreed. Um, what's your view then on... Uh, I've been kind of trying to move away from those single extracts a bit recently because of the prevalence of Voodoo and Black Cat in the meta. Have you not found that to be a problem uh, I've not played against I played against a black cat once who picked up again in the seasons and this would be my thing don't play hammers against this sort of list it's not good for you like <laughs> giving Magneto like you say if you're gonna like if you're if it's say it's intrusions and uh, hammers I'm gonna ignore one side because I can because someone's going to pick up. But if someone picks up this side, the say my left side hammer, I'm going to gamma launch when, when I was doing it. I was going to gamma launch Juggernaut. He's going to move. He's going to push into you, doing one damage. He's going to punch you. If you live, you might, you might not. You're then either dropping the hammer. I, he's not going to pick it up. He's just going to leave it there. Then, because it's obviously like two from the middle, it's going to be a, a point where you can't double walk probably to pick up with a normal foot character. I'm then going to Asteroid M in there if they're alive. If they're not, I'm just going to leave that hammer there. I'll then... I don't care about it not being there. But obviously, if you come into me, Magneto's going to pick that hammer up. He's on seven dice re-rolling. That's... It's just scary. scary. Yeah, scary. it's just scary. Yeah. It's even worse if he gets two hammers, because when somebody else comes over to him and gives him another hammer... I often... I've actually played hammers. I played hammers against Huggy... And he was playing Convocation, and he chose 18. And I played a point down, because I played Hulk, Juggernaut, yeah. and Magneto. Just because I knew that was a better play yeah. than dropping Hulk for, say, a four and a three. Because damage output-wise, Hulk is better into Convocation again, just because you've got uh, Froze and Control. Uh, but yeah, no, Voodoo I've played against a few times. Uh, often the thing that I can deal with Voodoo is that I have terrain froze, 
so I can normally get around if he voodoo someone I can normally then he's only on two dice I can normally either take him out and I don't care when I'm normally like if I played 19 and I'm Magneto Juggernaut and Thanos if he wants to remove that much power from himself to make one of them not count he's probably dying anyway or (laughs) two other characters have died anyway so he's not going to be holding himself and if it's one of my secures there's only three points anyway or maybe riots is four but you're not and then like you say alien ship and mutants and scrolls it's only one objective that means that he's gonna drop it within two of you if he's coming to pick it up why was he in two of you in the first place that he's not mm. dead because normally like i don't give away priority unless either i've done it a couple of times where i've accidentally gave priority away because i've killed too fast or yeah. i killed too much in a turn it's just gonna happen you think all right i'll throw the size two you've got like three health left you're only gonna take two damage they then block nothing and take three and i'm like damn i'm obviously now down and they're gonna get the priority which can either let them frost fender into you and daze someone or they like you say they go do some uh tricks and uh that on uh extracts and things yeah but yeah they, i they, don't they find get around your magnetic that. Yeah, yeah. You get around your magnetic refraction as well so they get some attacks in before it gets to go up. Yeah. Mm. I just, I don't, I understand the issues with them. Yes, both their abilities probably should be in action. The things that actually annoy me with Voodoo, and it's the thing that annoys me with Thanos, and as much as I play Thanos, I also annoys me with him, is that he doesn't need line of sight for his abilities, and that's probably the most irritating thing. <laughs> I think if he needed line of sight, they wouldn't be as bad, because you could hide size two characters behind a free, a, a free and he wouldn't be able to touch them with a cosmic well, moral or a mind jet. that, but you're also playing the one character who can throw the entire board at their opponents. So, you that's know, that, I can't throw fives. Well, fives. there's not enough tables for fives. Is that what we're going to, that'll be the season eight uh, play. Well, I, I know. there's a bit of a consensus actually that the tabletop simulator has a bit too much terrain maybe. Um, and that might be, you know, a, a marginal contributing factor towards how well Brotherhood's done this season. I think, from personally, I think that's quite offensive to say to people. That's like mm-hmm. very much saying that you just got diced, which mm-hmm. that means that if you if we played and I won our game and you won, you says you only won because of dice means that mm-hmm. I'm not a good player. I just diced you, which is, I if I said, oh, I I Jacob, I diced you in that game. That's like you played your your socks off, but I rolled eight dice and rolled eight hits. That is yes, but that's on my part. But I'm not then saying that. Yeah, the no, only reason I, I, you're I, I, winning. It has um, it come up quite a lot, and it does it does niggle that they're saying that. But I, again, they then say the only reason we're winning is because we have Juggernaut and Rogue now. But I've not <laughs> played Rogue the entire season. I've also not played Black Cat in any of my games. I only played mm. I played Voodoo once, which was in my game. The first game in uh, cuts. It's the same. I, I, I think you're yeah. just playing. I'm not again. That's what I'm saying. I'm not taking offense. No, I, I'm I, just I, trying to raise that when someone says something like that, it it's not very nice to hear that you're saying the only reason they're where they are is because a board favored them. I would all. I always ask before I would play as well. Are you happy with the board? So sure. I think because because again, yeah. there is some of them. There is some of them that have like I think two. From the center point of the board, you can reach two fours and three threes. That's a lot. I do understand that's a lot. Mm. But then you get the beach board, which has like one size three and everything else is twos and ones. Yeah, or well, the Madripoor board, where there's a whole yeah. load of twos everywhere. Yeah. Um, you're right. I'm not. I'm not meaning to. No, that's all right. Again, as I said, Jacob, it's a uh, valid point. I making. mentioned it. To, I did mention it at Desert before the season started. I was like, some of these boards do look a bit heavy in the middle. Because, mm. like you say, if you're playing a lot of center extract, like that's the, I think it's just maybe the way the missions are at the moment, mm. is that everyone favors the same sort of missions, which means I only have to be in a certain point of the table. If you maybe, like you say, made it that there was at least a five and a one gap between two size fours at least, then you're then maybe separating that bubble out or, like, you know, I mean, sort of thing. But there's a lot of boards, no matter which board edge you take as well there's always a size four and there's always at least two size threes or a two that you can reach 
because again, range free is big. I think that's maybe the problem with Magneto's leadership is that it is a big bubble and he's a medium base. That's true, but then at the same time, if he didn't have access to throwing a whole load of stuff, he wouldn't feel strong enough. Magneto, for it. yeah. So I, I think there's, there's a delicate balance there, but you. You're right. Maybe it's something to look at in boards in the future. And I wasn't meaning to take no, anything no, away from you. Uh, or no, your no offense. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, I'm not saying it's yourself, but uh, like you say, some of these conversations that happen do cause that sort of culture. It's the same idea when they say that you win just because you found the alien ship. Yes, that's maybe true, but because you find it on the first throw, uh, the first find, and then you run away with it, but playing the game, you should be prepared that that's what your opponent might do with priority. Yeah, yeah you got to have a plan. you got to react to it. The same idea. The, should you, if you have a fear that Brotherhood's a bad matchup for you, should you play Brace? I don't think Brace is actually a good card to take against them because I'm going to make you spend it turn one and then from that turn, I don't have to worry about it. Does that mean it's not good? I'm just thinking about that. Um so you're going to pick like a size four and throw it at me, or you're going I'll to... Often, I'll often do it with a three, and I quite three. often get folk to spend it quite comfortably. They'll spend it. Because you've put a couple of attacks in with Magneto yeah. or one, and they're, they're on, on the edge in terms of their... Their health. And health then they're ball. like, yeah. oh, it's gone. And I'm like, okay. But now I've still got priority for next turn. Mm. I've given everyone a power, so I've lost no power from throwing a size three. Yep. I've actually gained power from doing it. Yeah. Technically, well, I've spread power. It's pretty much an advanced R&D, if you think about it. Yeah. But you've been yeah. able to give yourself back a power. And then they, they've they braced it, and then you're like, okay. Well, you're still left on one. Okay, next turn. You've now taken one damage, because I'm just going to throw a size two at you or three at you this time. And you still daze. Yes, it's taking a turn longer, but you're still not going to get to do anything this turn unless you've got field dressing. But you're not going to do anything for another turn. I'm probably not going to lose Pryo again. So that character is, unless they're really they're close to the same. But again, you don't often see a lot of tall lists. You don't see a lot of frees at 19 or 17, 19. You maybe see well, fours. Except from Brotherhood, uh, Black Order. I don't think there's much that... There is another list that I've seen, which is like the Captain America and two Hulks. Yep, that's um, Double Hulk. yeah. But then that's what that's only sixteen, 16 isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then they normally would then have to either fill out and take a two to get to eighteen or And then suddenly uh, you've got priority where you want it and you're yeah. putting a whole load of damage into their big hitters and taking them yeah. off the board and then the game's half won. Yeah. Hmm. Do you so it was interesting last season we had a lot of very wide lists, particularly with with Sam Spam and and trying to get good efficiency off all you've got. Yeah. We're seeing a lot more of the narrow list. You mentioned Blake, and we had him on the Danger Room recently, uh, talking yep. about his style. Do you think there's been a, sh a shift then towards these very tall lists? I think it is because AY, uh, all you've got's gone. Huh. I think all you've got was played a lot, wasn't it? In the t again, I didn't play this sort of list again. Last season was my first ever season. Mm -hmm. uh, Season the game one of that was my second game of playing TTS or just Marvel MCP in general, but the tall lists that were back then couldn't cope. I I couldn't cope with a Sam spam. I couldn't cope with a seven wide Sam spam with the way Enchantress and that played before because the control before was mental. The only character in the game now that controls better that good is Thanos, and that's why he's being splashed everywhere. Yeah, if we think about it. That that's my opinion anyway, but I think all you've got was just too good into like a like again like Hulk. You wouldn't obviously see the old Hulk, but even if you were playing the new Hulk and and all you've got still existed, I don't think you might see him because he's not surviving quite often. Some because like even you Winter Soldier, what a Red Fury twice into him from one activation, then going again with another. One another assault rifle, and then a one red fury. He's not surviving that. Definitely isn't one range one. But I think all you've got was probably the the best fix that they did from the last restriction, and also Doom Prophecy going away. But I like Doom Prophecy Carnage. That was one of my fun things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's maybe where it's the game 
has moved on from. I think Sam Spam again could do really well. Uh, I think I'd be more comfortable in Titan now. Definitely also with chess clocks, uh, but <laughs> I think I think it's the healing part of Sam that's the more problematic for Brotherhood and think of tall lists like this is the healing side and the moving again from you is the such a strength because most of my characters after a certain point only reach range two when they want to do uh the pardon me the attrition game which means if they you kill someone and the other character that's right next to you then moves way short they're out of your really good killing zone you can maybe still hit them or throw something into them but you're probably then not going to get them and if you do get them you're just you're hitting dominoes at that point because they're then they know they've got the next activation. They're going to then put someone into a good place to then set themselves up, which is, again, I think Sam's leadership is probably one of the best reactive leaderships in the game, if you want to play reactive style. Uh, I think probably just because Steve's better now. Not better, as in he's better than Sam. Just that his card got updated to be better means that people want to play him. And then yep. a lot of people have focused around him this season. Uh, and, as you say, the the normal or the known names of the season sort of thing, not making it through uh, playing things like when Pat played Avengers sort of thing. And there's others that uh, Hyper Viper obviously went out uh, the in the cut sort of thing. These are people that were playing that. And then they're losing to factions that you would say are tall or attrition-based is maybe a site that they're maybe missing something is that what they're now but i think like in my game with rich last night the other night i said if he went wider i don't think i could have won that game well if i was just went... gonna yeah i was just gonna come on to that do you think yeah. we're gonna see like an arms race where the wide lists end up going wider so they go okay you can take off these two characters and i'm still gonna have five to run around and score points and then i'm just gonna race i, I think i overheard well i heard in a podcast somebody was talking about an eight wide guardians list and that just puts in like shivers down my back. Like that that's wide. I understand half those characters are pieces of paper when they get hit. But the problem is is some of them like as much as everyone says Blackwood is terrible, the amount of times that you get close to her and she then just rolls blanks on her defense dice and just blocks everything, you're just like, oh, you should only take one hit to kill or one hit in a bit to do uh damage into her. These sort yeah, of lists. Quiet, that, you mean. Yeah. Uh same with Koye as well. Uh they're sort of Going that wide, but still having... I think it matters more in the leaderships, is it, at that point. If folk go seven wide, Guardian's leadership. Guardian's leadership allows dice, to be dicey, and you can, like you say, if you spike a rocket and then have a uh, Wainit token, and you then push that spike to go further against a bad block, that can easily one-shot a Magneto uh, just by being lucky, isn't it? But mm. you can't take too many of those hits and plan to survive it if that makes sense i think i think a guard a guardian's really wide like in six or an eight i i don't think i'd feel comfortable playing the sort of list i do maybe it's seven but i think it would matter on the missions that we're playing yeah it's about uh, power, isn't it yeah i think if it was a wide mission like a, a d or something I'd be comfortable playing maybe against like six people, but I think if they went to seven or have the ability to go to seven from your turn zero, it is a lot harder to expect what you're going to see uh, when they do it, if that makes sense. Well, I guess I kind of, I wanted to circle back and ask you about extremists because uh, that feels slightly out of place in your skewers. You've got demons downtown and intrusions, and I totally understand the rationale behind them. And then you've mm. got riot spark over extremist 3.0. And I'm just left scratching my head. Is that like, that's, that's where I thought you might have been saying, oh, that's where I play Mystique. Or maybe you've got this plan, but maybe you've got well, another thought on why that's there. Yeah, you could. Uh, so you've got, uh, I was playing Terrigens before, but now that I added Thanos and you want your, your new magic number is 19, I don't want to give a point away at 20. That's kind of pretty much what <laughs> it is. As I much see. as it is, it's, that might sound overconfident on expecting how, but I actually quite like Terrigens for what it does. The problem is, is that if you're winning it for too long, like as you're on a point, getting poison on Juggernaut like turn two is 
very power problematic for him because he starts to then he can't just move and bump from a turn because if he does it turn one and has no power left turn two he's not getting a power for poison and yep. then when he moves he's only got two so he's not able to move around as well as he should and that's kind of uh my worry with that one and i think then when i was practicing wider lists could cope on Terrigen's a bit better because obviously i can only if i want to hold my point and protect it i normally need to leave maybe two people on it but i then can't really just send one person across the board to fight five people while they try and send one person to kind of make me come off my point if that makes sense yeah um, and I guess Mayor Fisk has got a similar thing. You don't want him to be stunned because anyone gets one power from his his movement. And it's a 16 threat, which is bad for the threat values you want to play at. I think he's immune to stun. But, uh... Oh, okay. But still 16 is bad. Yeah. Yeah, 16 is bad because that's also a Black Order's number. Yeah. And even for this, I don't think there's now a Black Order in the uh, the cuts left. But... Uh, not anymore. Nope. Is there, there one more? Is there... I think there's still an option of one more, is there, to be... Uh, there could be... Uh, but you're maybe you're right. There's, there's a lot of like even like criminal syndicate. You don't want to play at sixteen either because my sixteen list, if I'm playing my tall, is Magneto, Juggernaut, and Scarlet Witch, and that just uh, I definitely obviously dropping Scarlet Witch from here. But she just doesn't do a lot. I find that's maybe just my play style. She's not doing enough for me. She's, I mean, uh, mathematically, she's one of the most damaged. She's like second to Dormammu in terms of most damaging with her. Uh, maybe Magneto. Yeah. I'm trying to her, remember. Her Still, she's, she's up her there. The problem for me is health. that, yes, you've got a six health character and she does five damage and three of those are skulls. You give them hex, incinerate, and something else. But once you've got rid of that one health, that all, all that, that extra power, extra ability she's done. Yeah. If she that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that's how I, I totally get what you're saying, saying, but for me, yeah. her her upside is she reliably will daze that six health character even through defensive tech. Mm. Yeah. So it's kind of a trade off. You're right. You're not getting that added value that you're kind of expecting, but yeah. the character's down, and that's the value you were hoping to get. That's where her, also her downside for me is that she's not immune to any of these things. Mm. Like she feels like she should be immune to hex, and then like you say when you're talking about played characters right now ghost rider and voodoo are two of the top like things that like either voodoo's in every list and then guardians have ghost rider pretty much all the time and yeah guardians and they're just immune to it they're just both immune to her conditions and then she's maybe doing damage but she's not getting that conditions in case they stay around which then uh means they can just be as offensive as they were and like i say because she's not immune to hex Things like conditions, again, there you go. If you, a thing that beats this sort of list, judgment, hex, incinerate. Well, incinerate's not really that bad if you've got magnetic refraction up, but yeah, slow, sl slow doesn't matter because you're <laughs> half your team's slow. Well, <laughs> uh, other than Thanos, everyone else is slow. Juggernaut's slow. Magnetic. Thanos is not nothing though. It makes it difficult what you use your space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you run away. <laughs> right, all my guys are over here now. Come get yeah. me. But that's like you say, like those. I don't want to be spending action shaking. Mm. That is definitely one of the things that I don't want to be doing. I don't want to just sit and shake things because that's got a waste what? of them. 18 actions in the whole game? Yeah. Play them. Gotta do damage with those. You gotta kill stuff. But yeah. uh, that's, that's actually a weird way. 18. Yeah, that is. Damn, that is low. But, <laughs> uh, but when you look at it that way, then it looks different. But like it says, the conditions. Judgment is great from Scarlet Witch, but I often find she doesn't have the power to do that, plus have power to do her... Like, you want her spender, and you want her to throw something. Yeah, she's, she's she weirdly power-starved, yeah. She also wants Astrid M. Yeah. But that's Magneto's thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I, they can't share it. Like, that's kind of... Uh, that's why I was... Before I was playing uh, Extreme Conditioning, that was one of the things that, again, in some of my cut gate, uh, my league games just won me the game just because turn three I, Magneto had killed everything around him so he just spends his first action moving long and then he gets back into range of killing more stuff and uh, which is great if like you say folk if folk repositioned against your asteroid M like you say if they all back off you're like alright but I can move long 
throw a few things, maybe daze someone so they're not going to get a move away again from you and then you go for it again, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Here, one last question about your list. Quicksilver. Does he ever yeah. see the table? He does in my wide list sometimes. If well, that, that'll, We'll put buddy ears on that wide list. Uh, he does sometimes on a mystique list. If uh, you're playing... I've had a few practice games with uh, like Mystique, Quicksilver, Toad and Thanos at like 16 missions uh, sort of thing. Just It's like a proper control-ish team. Mm. Uh, and I again, I like Mystique's leadership quite a lot. The thing that actually when I was practicing with it and I didn't know was that she couldn't remove her objective from another one and then put a new yeah. one down. I find that quite sad because in my opinion that's more tactical than uh, waiting for someone to burn that one for you to get to drop something else, if that makes sense. It feels kind of strange. Obviously, they've playtested to Maybe that's why they didn't, but uh, that's a sad thing for Mystique. But I've seen Quicksilver, he's had a few games, not in any of my league games, but a few practice games. I, he had a bit of play, but again, he probably gets dropped to probably go work towards uh, Dave's list of the Thanos list would be the the move but I'll, it feels like i've been playing this list for a year but obviously obviously it's only been like a a couple of months but mm. i'll probably move off of it and try other things just to i've been playing a lot of wide shield at the moment or wide uh uh shadowland daredevil sort of lists just like some more dicey lists or things like yeah. that that was something that surprised me in our in our text conversations arranging this, as you said, mm. you hadn't practiced with this list at all since making Top Cut. No, I don't. I don't play games with it. If while I'm here, there's no point. I, I, if I invested more time into it, I, it's no good way of wording it. If I invested more time in practicing, 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 I'd feel more bad if then I didn't when or I misplayed something that I practiced and made sure I shouldn't be doing, if that makes sense. Uh, I can kind of see the psychology there, yeah. Like, yeah, you'd feel more disappointed if you missed something that you've Some been like, writing down or practicing going, oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't fall for that or I shouldn't see that shouldn't happen. And the same idea when you, you give away all your good dice rolls if you, if you practice. <laughs> uh, I, I, a guy I've been speaking on TTS, uh, Tony uh, Matthews, who's uh, the start of this season, we we normally play a, a, a couple of times a week or maybe more. Uh, but we were well, obviously when I was getting ready to play this list, uh, he was my punching bag. Unfortunately for him, of <laughs> just getting Hulk, uh, Juggernaut, and Magneto thrown in his face for quite a lot of games. Just uh, at that point, I was testing it, and then just to obviously get the feel because before this season, I didn't play Brotherhood either. That like that practice game I had before it was the first. I had and then it's yeah I just don't I'd rather also see things from the other side again I wouldn't for Morgan and other people in the I wouldn't play their list to then see how I can do with them sort of thing because again I'm not them so I, I don't see their mindset I would just see what I see if that's sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I've watched all the games that have been recorded and things like I even I even watch my own games back and then, like, obviously on the Twitch streams and check the comments and things to see if people have maybe noticed something I've missed or what they would do sort of thing. Because then that opens up that opportunity, which, again, you could maybe see that as practicing the list if I'm watching my own games back and see maybe, like, oh, like I say, hindsight. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. If you knew at that point you weren't going to kill something, you should have done uh, X, Y, Z sort of thing. But uh, I don't, yeah, I just don't practice with it at the moment like you say i'm trying to play other things because otherwise i'll get bored of this sort of list and <laughs> yeah uh, if that makes Can sense relate. yeah i was kind of sad that obviously shadowland daredevil and shield weren't in the cuts i understand it's when it was happening would have been quite difficult or when people like you say were practicing they would have just been added uh, but i think that could have completely changed the landscape of who went through from the 32 that we had by people splashing in other things or would everyone have fury and <laughs> her plays in their list if that you know what i mean would that be a straight swap in for everyone just to have access to that uh is that what we expect from the next season 
if, uh, if they don't think, change it. Yeah, I think there's some people exploring Nick Fury and what he can do in particular, and then there's some other people exploring beating face with Shadowland Daredevil, and then we're already starting to see Elektra turning up in Convocation. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty cheeky play that one. I like that yeah. one. So that, that that's fun. Um, but awesome. Well, man, it's been great fun chatting to you. You've got uh, a fresh perspective on the game, and that's always good to hear. And uh, it, again, it's good to see someone from the uh, from the four from the from Great Britain representing in the TCS league. So um, I wish you the best of luck and, and good luck with your future matches. Yeah, thank you very much, and thank you very much for this interviews and obviously everything either yourself and the others and the content creators and community do for because that's the enjoyable thing is obviously getting to react and interact with people uh, for everything that we all love again marvel is one of the biggest uh things in the 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 world now probably for uh product and uh it's one of the big ips enjoy. for sure yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, if you're listening to this and you want to interact with us, come and join us on our Discord link in the show notes. That's what podcasters do, right? Have I done that right? I think so. I think it's right, yeah. <laughs> awesome, Liam. Well, thanks for taking the time to have a chat with me. That's all right. Thank you much, Jacob. Cheers. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our thoughts on the game. As the game changes, the information in this episode may become less relevant, so bear that in mind if you're listening from the future. We also want to thank Discount Games Inc. and Blackgate Games. If you don't have a local game store and they can't get what you're looking for, check out those guys. They'll sort you out. Finally, a big thank you to Atomic Mass Games for making such an awesome game. We'll see you next time in The Danger Room. Simulation complete.